1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Hey, what's going on? It's Mario. Final Approach, FA Podcast, dropping another session of hopefully some knowledge onto you. Uh, we'll get to our guests in a minute, but as we always start and say, you know, how thankful we are with all the partners that we work with. And hopefully if you have a chance to, you know, get something from them, we believe in them. We work with them. Uh, we're not just partners. We're friends. We've used the brands forever. And it, it starts off on uh, Federal Ammunition and then the guys at Weatherby and all the firearms and the shotguns and the new stuff coming. And that's out as well as Rogers Sporting Goods, where, Sporting Goods, where you can get everything that's over in Liberty, Missouri and online. And uh, also uh, Sask Goose Company up in Saskatchewan and Loophole Optics, who we're going to talk to today. We're going to talk to Sean Skipper. I'll introduce him in a second. Uh, if you guys are out and about and looking for gear, if you are in another country, you could check our website, uh, fabrand.com and go to the international distributor site and see where you are and what's closest to you. If you're in Canada, it's simple. It's fabrand.ca and you can get the website and we're shipping all across all the provinces. So uh, with no further ado, it is time for Sean Skipper. And Skip, we've uh, known each other forever. So, well, it feels, feels like forever, maybe just for you, but um Maybe introduce yourself and let everybody know what you do at at Loophold, and and then I got a little something for you. But go ahead. Hey man, we we definitely go a ways back. I I you know I wasn't getting thin up top, and you weren't getting quite so gray when we first started hunting together. So <laughs> we're going we're going different directions there, but both are showing the age. <laughs> They're both not good. We're not going in a good direction, bud. Yeah. But no, so um, I am the, in, well, the official title is Industry Relations Manager over at Loophold. What that really means is I do PR, I uh, I interface with brands like Final Approach, and I just generally try to be everyone's buddy and make sure the the, the good word about Loophold is being spread throughout the industry. And our industry products, our relations. Look yeah, at you growing like, up. Growing up, man. You know, it's, it's, you know, when I first met you, I was just some writer that was just like, I don't think this guy can actually call in ducks. You don't even have a beard yet. I mean, I, I could still grow one back then, but no, I didn't have one. Now I've, you know, I've been living out in the Pacific Northwest for about six years now. I got I had to get the beard in the game. You you got to get your beard game tight out here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you you, uh, you have resisted. I, you you know, I don't know if your listeners know, we're both originally East Coasters, and you've just held out. You're like, I'm not doing the beard. Well, I do. Listen, funny, probably the funniest comment on any post, social media wise. Uh, Somebody posted, I mean, can that guy even kill anything? He doesn't have a beard. <laughs> you know, one thing I will say is having the beard is really, I haven't felt the need to put on his pull on as many face masks. Uh, you know, it's. I get it. I get it. But like, true. With glasses, told, that's nice not having to put the mask on because then they just fog up and it's a mess. That is true. I mean, truth be told. I don't have a beard. I usually, I rock the goatee a little bit and I still can kill some birds, even though I do not have a beard. I know it's, I know that's sacrilege and, you know, you know, with, 
let's do that. Like I, I can still do it. So I'm okay. So uh, James shoots all those birds. You don't kill any birds. Well, James has a beard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of East Coast, we were back a little bit ago, right? And I found something in my dad's stuff that's going to blow your mind. And I will, somebody can have it over there if you want to, but look at this. The Golden Ring Rifle School, the instructions for it. So I don't know, and, and it doesn't even do it justice because it's not yellow. I'd have to get it like really close. Let me see, because I'd have to get it really close because it's green. <laughs> it's a very, very different shade of green. But I was like, I was like, oh my God, look at this. Like this was in obviously one of the scopes he got. I don't know which one. And I'm like, looking through it and bro it is listen it is quality reading oh absolutely the uh it, it is a one the thing that is really cool about our history you know not a lot of optics companies have been around nearly as long as loophole has and it, it is neat to go through some of the the old marketing and support materials and just see you know just not only how the technology has changed but how the training has changed how just the general approach to, to using optics has changed it's 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 always very intriguing we've got a lot of that stuff on file in the, the vault and I'll pick through it at times. Well, like I don't, I don't know if this is of importance to anybody, or you don't have that on file. But I would, I would donate that if you need it. It's pretty cool. Well, next, so, well, next time we see, I will have to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to show uh, Tim and Riza and everybody at, at at the office and see what they think. Uh, well, Riza's kind of she's in it no matter what, so I know she's at Army yet, but she's still in it. So. All right, let's let's kick off a couple things like, you know, everybody's like, you know, waterfowl guys. Okay, you need, like, what really do you need that you guys make? And it's like, you know, everybody thinks of okay, binos, but spotting scopes. You know, I use a rangefinder if we're if we're in the boat or, you know, in a field where I can range something, meaning that hey, the farthest decoy is. 30 yards so everything from that decoy in is killable you know depending on who i'm hunting with because you know i think it goes back to a you know and i think you could sign off on this like a lot of people that waterfowl hunt like the the hardest thing maybe to do is to understand your range and then your killing range you know what i mean i think that's a huge thing that maybe gets swept under the rug and not really look at that hard Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, first determining your determining your range when you're looking at something on the ground, maybe right, a deer, elk, your dog, whatever. Right. Um, you know, most folks can get into the appropriate ballpark, right? If they look, you might look over at your dog in the backyard and be like, "I bet he's thirty yards away." You're you're probably in the right ballpark. I think you're right. Yep. Change your angle, and all of a sudden it's just sky <laughs> and a and a mallard. Is you have you no longer have anything to give a perspective, and that gets a lot harder to see, right? Well, it it even goes to the fact with the rangefinders when you guys start doing angles, right, mm -hmm. up or down, and making sure that the rangefinder is catching the angle and the right yardage on an angle. I, I think it goes to the to the same thing that you're talking about, like you guys you guys have that dialed in and and totally taken care of 
but guys need to do that in a mental way in the sky and it's a lot harder but at least if you know like hey like i said that tree or that decoy is in you know anything within that you know you guys are good to go i think that's something that's really helpful and i don't think guys really and gals i always say guys but i just say hunters i don't think hunters in particular like look at something like that and and it's something that i think a lot of people miss no and, and you're right you know uh knowing how far away something is and then kind of gauging how that may affect your shot is, is very important, even in the waterfowl scenario, right? Cause 30, okay. So something's 30 yards away in line of sight from me to you away. You know, when you, as you start going up that, that changes. So you might not want to shoot the, the 30 yard marker if it's well above it. Right. 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 Or then we're going you're, 30, you're no longer shooting 30 yards. Right. Then we're 30 by 40 up and now we're really off. Right. So, yeah. so then, I think your neighbors two blinds over or calling you sky busters and, Nobody wants to be that. So I, I think that's something that could help a lot of people uh, having a rangefinder in the bag. And, you know, even in a, in a in like, like, honestly, where it helps the most is, is in the boat because you can't walk out and step it off. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're, if we're in the boat, I can range something and say, okay, this is how far everything is because if it's the water's too deep, obviously you can't get out and step it off. So you go, okay, we're good. So that's an easy way to do that and in the field and whatever. So, so I always, I always talk about rangefinder stuff and I don't know, I think some people think I'm, I'm crazy, but there's a lot of situations that that can really save you in a situation, in a hunting situation. If you're, if you're scouting, you know, so you've got access to, uh, you know, somebody, a big piece of property, some you know, the blender gave you a green light. You're driving around, you're doing your little pre, you know, your evening before ride, figure out where you might want, where the birds are, where you want to set up. You don't want to necessarily go into the field, bump these birds or be out there when they're trying to come in. That's and right. you also don't, you know, you don't want to completely ballpark like, okay, well, I think, I think that's where the birds are. And that's where I want to set up. You can use your rangefinder to get a better idea of how far away everything is out in the field without disturbing anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, how many, how many times have we, you know, walked out and you'd be like, oh, this is the spot. and it's not the spot you're 200 yards off because you didn't range it that night and you looked and then you walk 200 more yards and you're like, here's where they were. Like, you know, you see all the sign, you see the scat, you see the whole, and you're like, yeah, footprints. You're like, yeah, we're, we're off. So absolutely that that's a huge thing. So, so I think range finders are definitely something that, that should be on the waterfowler's mind uh, just for those kind of instances. It's just another tool. But obviously, you know, everybody goes back to it. The main, the main ingredient is, you know, your, your optics. And if you have say a spotter on the, you know, on the window, or you could use it when you're, you know, watching certain birds or what they're doing or whatever. So obviously binos are the first and, you know, having a good set of glass in the truck is, you know, it's, you can't replace that. Like that's a must. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no substitute for a good set of binoculars, and they they have an unlimited amount of uses, right? It's it's not a purchase that's going to go to waste, no matter no matter who you are, what you're doing. They, you know, there's always there's always value, whether you're a hunter, you're a fisherman, you just like to hike around, you're just an outdoorsy person, you work outside. There's always value to be able to see you know yep. see a little bit better. And you know we've we've got binoculars across the spectrum on both both performance levels and price points. So we're we're not breaking your bank. We're not telling you you got to take a sixteen hundred dollars set of binoculars out to find some ducks. 
you know, we can get you involved with the BX2 Alpine HD. The 10 powers are 250 bucks. Fantastic low light performance, which is big, especially if you're scouting in the evenings, which you probably are. Right. Um, or early know, in the morning. Same thing. If you're morning, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the lightweight, the, the low light performance is great. You know, you want, if you want something a little bit better, we've got the BX4s, uh, you know, get you involved for 600 bucks, get, you know, more clarity around the edges, even better low light performance. But, you know, they're just, they're just tools. That's a great pair. That's a great, that's a great pair. Now I got spoiled because I've been through so many binos and try stuff. I, I have totally been spoiled with the giant pair that you sent over to try, which was like the 12 by. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, those could be with their 12 power. They could be the BX fours or they could be the BX fives. And we even go up to the 15 powers if you really want to get out there and see them. Well, maybe what was it? What's it? 15 by 65 or what is it? What is it? 15 by 56. That, I had it backwards. Yeah, 15 so that's by the BX5 safety AMs. They are, uh, you know, right now the, the very best binocular we offer, the, the the BX5 line is fantastic. The 15 powers are top of the shelf. You know, you're getting incredible field of view. You're getting incredible magnification. They're they're so easy on the eyes. You know, they're they, oh. the eye box is very forgiving. You're going to be able to look through them for hours if you if you want to with, without experiencing any distortion. I mean, they, they're, they're the best we offer. And yeah, if you really want to find those glasses birds up, if you think you're going to have access to a lot of land, uh, if you're especially freelancing in like the big country out in the Midwest or up in Canada, they, yep. they would be an amazing tool to have. Yeah. the uh, I had those in Montana and we went and we were on this blind that was, it was the hot tub, we called it, because it was a, a hot spring and it was off the river. And the river was honestly... I'd say at least a mile away, if not more. And one of the guys was like, John was like, let me see those binoculars. And he's like, holy crap. He's like, I can see the river. And he's like, I can see birds on the river. And I'm like, yeah, bro. He's like, holy. They're serious. Like, no, no lie. I don't think I've ever, and this is no BS, because I've had probably 10 by 42s and 12 by 50s probably my whole life. And that pair i i was like it was like i found like you know like i made fire for the first time it was it's pretty significant difference i will yeah. say no and i know you pay for it but i'm telling you right now that pair blows me away on how serious it is it comes with the you know the clamp so you could put it on a tripod like you said you could you could sit there and glass animals like you know big animals all day like you said probably with pretty good eye relief instead of being in a spotter the whole time and i'm telling you it's just as it's just as good it's insane so holy yeah i'm blown away by those you know and uh, the thing is yeah some some binoculars uh you know they're they're gonna get priced those bx5s in the 15 power they're 1400 bucks on the shelf and i get that but you gotta remember, and bino, you take care of it is going to outlast you. And uh, if you do have, if you do run into some sort of problem with one of our our binocular products, we got the full lifetime guarantee. You give our guys a call one hundred loophole, and they're going to get you taken care of. So this this is this is an investment, right? These this this glass is is not going to go bad or stop being useful. It, it's a fantastic tool that so you take care of it. We'll we'll be with you the rest of your waterfowl hunting career. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't. I don't think I've ever had any issues with any binos. You know what I mean? I haven't been like, oh, you know, I had to throw those away and get a new pair. Like that's never happened. So 
I just get greedy and go, Oh my God, look at those. So, you know, it is what it is, but you know, and as you, you know, make more, want more, can afford more, you go and you see those binoculars because listen, here's the other thing. You can go to the store and you can pick up the 10 by 42s and then you can pick up the the 15 by 56 and you're like, oh yeah, you know, that's pretty similar. But I'm telling you, if you go outside, like those 15 by 56s in the store, like it doesn't even do it justice. Like you literally, you need to go out and look like two miles down the road because that's when you really see like what those can do. It's pretty oh, yeah. cool. You know, that's the thing with, with shopping for any, any optics in the store, right? Is, you know, you can definitely evaluate, you know, maybe weight of the binome, maybe the, you know, the, the, right. the picture clarity, the edges, uh, magnification for sure. You'll see that difference, but the actual low light performance, you know, you can't tell in the store, right? Everything's under no. fluorescent light. I, right. you know, you could, you could drink a, a diet soda and look through that and it's going to look pretty clear under fluorescent light. You, right. you get outside, you get into real world lighting conditions. Cause I, you know, maybe you have being from Pennsylvania, but I, I've never hunted ducks under fluorescent light. Uh, <laughs> I have not, I will say I have not, <laughs> um, you know, but you get outside in real world conditions and you can see how our, our, our twilight, you know, light management system and above, you know, just, uh, just outperforms the, uh, or excuse me, the, uh, the elite optical system outperforms the, uh, the competition it's just fantastic in low light and it's you know maybe if you if you are shopping at the store see if uh maybe maybe see if the clerk will walk outside with you and let you go ahead and look as long as it's not 12 noon on a sunny day but that right. not making much more progress well and well it, it's something like that you would be able to see the clarity and how far you can see and how clear you know everything is at a distance and if you get dialed in uh you know what i mean that's that's fine but i understand the low light stuff and everything else I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I just haven't really, I've, I've seen other brands and, and, and look through and I just, I don't really mess with anything else. Like, like now that I'm in that 1556 pair, like, forget it. Like it's over. Like, no, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell anybody. Like it's a done deal. Like I don't even want spotter because that thing is, like I said, those are ultimate as far as looking but I also have 10 by 42s in the boat all the time, you know, so I make sure I have a pair in there, you know what I mean? Because how many times do I need to see something when we're running the boat and you don't want to, you don't want to run the boat into some channel and there's a pile of birds in there. You want to be ready before you go in. And if you're going to go in you're ready to put decoys out, get, you know, run the boat in some bushes, get scrubbed up and, and get ready. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's applications everywhere for, for optics and waterfowlers know that, like you said, whether you hike or or big game hunt or do anything else, like you're always going to use them. So you might as well get a good pair and go from there. And then, uh, you know, the the other thing with with binos and bird hunting, right, is the you know kind of trophy hunting birds. If you're kind of an old you know more older yeah. weather guy, somebody that's killed a bunch of birds, and now you're looking for a specific one, right? And our mutual friend Scott Haugen does this, and I know because he texts me all the time. He's out, he's got, he's got our loophole binos and he's out in his spot and he's not looking to shoot anything that day except a cinnamon teal or a Eurasian widgeon. Or Eurasian widgeon. Yes, I know. Binos to try to pick them out like at a distance right. and say, should I even try to work these birds? Yep. And, I, you know, there's no doubt, you know, guys are looking for collars. They're looking for leg bands. They're looking for a specific bird. So listen, there is a, there is a total trophy side to the waterfowl side. And if you, 
you know, pull up somewhere and you can't get close and then you get the spotter out on the window. Like there's totally guys that do that. You know what I mean? They want to know, you know, do I have a shot at getting that bird and are we going to wait it out? So yeah, there's no doubt that that comes into play. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're scouting during goose season, you get on a big pile of birds, you'd love to know that they're duskies before you even bother wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Dusky goose, you know, if you, you see a pile of dark geese, you better check them before you even bother setting up because the worst yeah, thing in the morning, they'll get up and you're like, well, darn. <laughs> well, and we've done we've done it before here where it's like, hey, like I tell you guys, like I know going into this hunt that there's a bunch of duskies around that we cannot shoot and, you know, be aware because we're going to see them. You know what I mean? They were in here yesterday. I, I scanned the whole group. And there was some dirties in there, so we can't shoot them. So there's no doubt like that comes into play and helps. So sometimes you can just use your binos to look to see how the guys on the next property over are doing. That way you can complain mostly to Mario. Mario, you put us on a bad spot again. See, it always (laughs) comes back to getting on me. Like, let's, let's, let's load them up. Let's load them up. How about if, hey, those guys aren't doing better than us. Like, maybe it's that. <laughs> Mario, you should go sell some decoys and they do that. <laughs> um uh we're talking to Sean Skipper from Loophole, uh, and we're going through optics and we're going through range finders and we're going we're going through spotters. Uh and obviously they just go to loophole.com to see whatever, right? That's everything there and and how to use them. Uh there's videos, there's details. You know, you know, I think the thing that that intimidates people is they're always worried about, you know, the numbers or they don't know the numbers. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think honestly, I think I think we could talk about it in nauseam, right, to help folks on, okay, I have 12 by 50s. You know what I mean? What does 12 by 50 mean? And I know I, I know we've talked about it before, but I always go back to it because I think the more people hear it and and understand it, they'll they'll know they won't have to ask, like, what is the first number and what does the second number mean? So let's 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 go through that again, because I, I think it I still think it's important. No, absolutely. You know, as, as you know, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with not knowing something where, where you get wrong is if you're not willing to ask or find out. So there's, there's right. nothing wrong with not knowing. Right. Uh, and, and this recently came up. I was at a uh, I was at an archery event in Montana over the summer, and we had some folks come by. Now they were just hikers and like birders and stuff. Um, sure. They were not they were not part of the archery event. But they came by the booth and they were asking a lot of questions, like what does what does ten by thirty two mean? Right. They just wanted to know. We I was happy to to help get them spooled up. So it, it does happen. Um, you know. So with with the numbers of binocular, easiest thing in the world. Uh, that first number before before the X. So in some cases, ten, twelve, fifteen. That is your right. power application, right? That's that's how much you're gaining. 10 right. power, 12 power, 15 power, and and so on. And nowadays you can go all the way up to some pretty wild numbers, especially if you get into the spotting scopes and things like that. That's true. That's um, true. The the second number, so in the other half of the X, so let's say 15 by 56, is the diameter of the, the objective lens, which is the one on the front. That's the one you're pointing at your, your target. It, it's just the diameter of the lens. And, and the diameter of the lens has can impact several things, but most predominantly the thing you're going to notice is your field of view. You know, you're, you're seeing more. Right. Right. Obviously, because the larger it, the lens are, the larger the lenses are, the heavier they are, the heavier the binocular will be. So there, there's trade-offs. There's, there's a reason 
you know, not everybody carries a 15 by 56 into the field because that's a that's a lot of bino to strap to your chest. It it is, but I'm telling you, like I would rather carry those a little bit or have them in the truck than anything else that I've used so far. So I will say that. But like I said, in the boat, I'm limited on space, let's say, or I don't want a big pair. And I want to keep a little pair in there. So I keep a pair of 10 by 42s in there. And I know they're going to take an abuse. You know, we get a lot of rain here and a lot of crap. So mm. I'm not worried about like literally keeping that pair under the, the shelf in on the gunnel in the little bag that it comes in. And I know they're okay. And okay, I got to wipe lenses when I get them out and I'm good to go. Like, I'm not worried about anything. They're not going to, you know, fog up i'm not gonna have to wait a half an hour until they defrost like i'm literally gonna be able if the lenses are wet or they got wet i wipe them off and i'm off i'm running yeah so i'm good with that no absolutely i mean i keep a set in my ride um you know i uh, that's separate from what goes into my kid if i'm going out hunting or fishing or anything like that right. it's just they're just a valuable tool to have because you never know when you're gonna be in a position to be like i want to see that thing over there but i can't right. get any closer than where i'm at right now I'm with you. I'm with you. I will I will say out of out of all the things, and especially being from here, uh, where we don't get a lot of sunshine, let's say, out of all the things that I've used more in the last three years, it's probably been eyewear. And uh the eyewear that you guys are making, you know, it's not like like I, I remember saying sunglasses the first time and I got my hand slap so protective eyewear so uh eyewear is pretty impressive and i i think i've worn those more than i've used anything throughout the year and i didn't think i would you know like i said being from here like how many times do you grab for your uh your protective eyewear right when the sun's out here in oregon like especially in the winter like and fall like never Oh yeah, no, you know, it, there's a reason. One of the reasons, you know, we've we've always put so much energy into having excellent low light optics is because we live in a state where the light's never very high. You know, that's it, right. It's easy for us to perfect that because we we live in it every single day. Now, that's right. So I wear it. Yeah, you know, I do. You know, I do not wear it as often here as I, I imagine a lot of my companions might. Any literally anywhere else in the world, short of maybe like London. <laughs> where, <laughs> That's you true, know, or or Alaska when it's uh, twenty three hours of darkness, right? Yeah, but it, you know, but they are they're a valuable tool to have in the kit because right, you you know, you're, if you're a waterfowl hunter, you know, where are your eyes most of the time? The sky. When they're not the sky, they're often looking at what water, snow, things that are reflective surfaces where the, the you know the sun will bounce right off and also make it hard to see. So it's just invaluable both for improving your vision and performance and protecting your eyes, right? It's not healthy for the human eye to constantly get blasted by the sun. I mean, I already can't see very well. I don't, I got to protect what I got. There's, uh, uh, there's definitely that. There's, there's also like, hey, you go to the range and they want you to wear eyewear, ears and eyewear. Like, you know, I wear them there. Like there's a ton of, of applications for them. Uh, let me ask you a question. So since you wear glasses, are those lenses on the eyewear, can you take them out and get prescription lenses in there or has that been looked at because i know i had an i had another guy ask and i wasn't sure on that so i hate so to put with, you on the um, spot all, all of our frames with the exception of the tracer and the sentinel they're the, the um of the of the 10 or so frames all but two are are uh prescription lens ready meaning go to your optometrist see if they can help you out some optometrists might want to 
fight you on just getting lenses put into your frames because selling frames is part of the business. That's that is their their thing. I can't guarantee you the guys your guys right. Right. Um, and this is not something we've talked about a lot yet, but if you go to Sport RX, which is uh, you know, a lot of hunt, any hunter who wears glasses is probably familiar with. If you go to Sport, Sport RX, it's called. Yes, it's you know, website online. They they will they are now carrying several frames of the loophole performance eyewear uh that they will cut prescriptions for you just enter it all online. You know, so oh my I, God. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, say you like our Cheyennes, that's just the first style that comes up. You go to the Cheyenne, you say, I want a prescription. Oh, that's awesome. Because I, I will tell you like, well, Brad in Canada, right? Brad was like, I wear, I, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got glasses for you. And he's like, well, I need prescription. And I was like, let me, let me talk to Skipper. And I'm like, holy crap. So this is killer because I have had a couple other people ask me that. And I was like, you know, that's, so this is the so you guys just made that super easy yeah, because you know, that's we, not we, an easy we, thing we to do the, like you said yeah we worked with the retailer that specialized in prescription lenses right that's that's wow. their that is what they specialize in so we're, we got up with several frame options over there you know you go through you enter the prescription on the site you know you're going to be paying more than the standard retail instead of eyewear but you know if you if like me even wearing glasses for most of your life you're, you're used to having to shell out a little cash for these lenses there it's it's more surprise you know it's more technical than you think it's going to cost a little bit but you can get a couple different frame styles in prescription now. Finally, I know people asked about it for a long time, and that that is an option out there. That's that's awesome because, like, so you know, the other thing. Listen, I I grabbed a pair. Like, okay, so it comes like this in the box, right? You slide that off. Then there's an inside box, and then you open the box up, and then you get the case. And I mean, listen, you know, perception and and packaging and point of sale, like. Like you guys are killing it on point of sale because this is how they come. You get your your glasses are in here. I I have beaten these cases. Like that's what's in my blind bag. So, and I I would think that I would have broke the zipper or done something. So, I I have not. This pair, hundred percent. The packouts are one hundred percent my favorite pair. So, and I think there's a couple of the guys in the group that have actually said. Oh my God, those are ridiculous. Because Kyle wears, Kyle Weatherby wears the brown ones. I wear the black ones. And I think everybody is really hard on that pack out pair. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty close. I, I, I don't know. For me, it, like I always have, like I don't have a giant head. I mean, it's big, but I'm not like, as far as eyeglass fitting, like it's not giant. So those just fit me so good. And I have not backed off that pair. So I'm all about that pair. So that's pretty cool for me. That's awesome to hear. And, you know, the uh, on the eyewear, about half the frame styles, uh, all, all every frame style is made from ballistically rated material. So they're tough. They're going to hold up. And the lenses are tough. Um, I've heard, I've gotten a report from multiple guys like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I got hit by a baseball that my kid threw or, uh, you know, I threw the weed whacker through a rock back up. Weed whackers hurting dads since forever. <laughs> right, right. Right, I'm with you. Back up, and the, the eyewear stopped it. So they're, they're they're tough as nails. But about half the uh, half the frame styles are also full on ANSI rated, meaning that they are they are uh, legally sufficient to wear to work if you work in a uh, place where you have to have ANSI rated eyewear, or to wear to range if they're very very specific about what kind of protective eyewear you you wear. These are ANSI rated. And what that typically means is, uh, whereas, whereas the lifestyle frames would look kind of like my glasses, and that you know they're just flat and right. 
Like that, right, you know, and you can get stuff the in the corners. To wrap around and just offer a little bit more protection. That's and right. That's invaluable, you know, whether you know, shooting at the range, working in your yard, uh, being in a duck blind when you got six, seven guys all banging away. I mean, oh, so and there's shells. There's shells going anywhere. Yeah. So, Sometimes so this one, you don't know where it's going to go. So the packouts are ANSI Z87-2 certified. So these are certified for whatever whatever that is. I don't know, but they're certified. So the ones that I wear, I don't know where I can go with them, but I feel pretty comfortable in if them you, because if you worked a job site where you required to wear protective eyewear, they would qualify. There you go. Well, and I use them on the range too. So I'm assuming that qualifies there as well. So yeah. I mean the crap, some of the crap eyewear, you know, people wear on the ranges and stuff is not good. I, I'm pretty comfortable with these. Listen, I have not, I was very <clears throat> uh what, what can I say? I was hesitant to get a pair of, you know, $100 plus glass, you know, sunglasses, I would call them at the time, right? Because Just I've only gotten like, huh? Just don't call them sunnies. No, I won't call them sun. I've never called anything sunnies. Sun Actually, I have called one thing sunnies, and that was uh, Little Fish, uh sunfish that we used to catch in pa i would say sunnies if we were catching like bluegills or crappie or something that's it so but i was hesitant because i would either a break them lose them they'd fall in the river i'd smash them sit on them like whatever so i've had the same pair for three years they're out or how long are they out more than that or so let me see the eyewear you know as you know covid makes everything fluid with time so that's the, the I, you lose that you lose those two and a half three years right there but whatever the case is the year you came out i have my first pack out pair from there and i have not they're literally in the truck in the visor and i haven't i haven't scratched them broken them and they've been on hunt after hunt for like the last three years so four years so you know is that that investment is pretty good? You know what I mean? No, absolutely. They're, they, like I said, they're they're tough. They will hold up. The polarization um, is infused on them, so you, if you get into some like some lower class eyewear, they'll, they'll polarize the lens, but it's it's typically it's, it'll be a film on the outside of it. So right. you know, just wear and tear will actually start scratching it off. Uh, this right. is an infused polarization. You're not going to be able to knock it off, knock it out. It's it's good to go. Yeah, I, I think I've I've worn them, like I said, more than anything else. Like I, I I almost I almost like now depend on them if it's not raining and it's somewhat sunny. I, I see myself wearing them more and more just for the comfort. And I think I, you know, as I get older, I can see better with those on in all kinds of conditions. And especially like, you know, like you said, say we're in we're in you know, it's sunny and we're in, we got snow, you know, I'm in Montana or we're up in Saskatchewan and it's, you know, bright and what, like, I don't know. I just feel a lot more comfortable with them. So I, I would definitely, I, I don't know. I wear them all the time. I'm pretty pumped that those are out and guys, everybody that we've been with that's worn them or, or had them or whatever, it's pretty psyched. So I think that whole section of the business is pretty awesome because it's not just sunnies right it's not just a pair of like shades it's pretty it's pretty uh legit you know what i mean so i'm i'm glad with that so i mean as far as the whole 
gamut of everything you guys got pretty pretty awesome stuff i mean you guys are great to work with but just the products and the reason it's easy to work with you guys is the products are killer so you know and they got you skipper what i mean what yeah. else do you want right you and the guys are about as diehard as it gets we we appreciate getting those kind of reviews from folks that are, are putting this stuff out in the field every single day i mean we clearly yeah. have one you love enough i'm not seeing the loophole logo anywhere on bro i need get me a freaking I, Here. I will send the swag tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm like, it looks like a nice spot right next to the Weatherby logo on the desk. I'm just not seeing it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So back to the program. Bro, it's on the truck. I can tell you that. You already know that it's on the truck. It's on the oh, trailer. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I know, but yeah, I do. I do need because we can go. I felt we can go right here. Like I got spots. There's no doubt. So we can go up here. So I just need some more, the some more love. So yeah, fire fire them this way, and we'll get it. We'll get it handled. No doubt. So awesome. Well, let me know uh, what else is happening. Uh, obviously, as we get on the road and get crazy here in the fall. Things are going to go nuts, but I'm sure we'll get out and shoot some birds. So it should be a pretty good year as I look forward to everything as always. Oh, hold on. You dropped a bomb before we got on. Let's hear it. Well, yeah, well, you know, uh, very soon I'll be picking up the the future star of many Final Approach films, a uh, a young aspiring golden retriever. Is that out of your dad's dog? No, no. Uh, so Tank and Max, uh, both retired and well not really necessarily retired but not not in the breeding game anymore and um, this is this this one this girl she's coming from out in bend so not far from us at all um you know nearly a dog yeah getting getting a golden obviously my family uh my family has run them for years so once i get her get her out here and get her a little more acclimated i'll have to start bringing her down and we can uh we can put her to work get her in the program 100%. 100%. Well, you know, you got to call James as soon as you get her. Yeah. James will help you. You know, James will help you on obedience and getting you all dialed in. And then, so what, when, when, uh, so once we get off the air, you got to tell me when, so we can get, uh, do you have a name picked? I do. I do. We're good. Uh, it's a female. Like I said, it's female. I got to pick up a litter. Don't know exactly which one it's going to be yet. Still gauging personalities. Right. Uh, but the name will be River. River. Oh my God. Guess what? Guess what's next for you? What do we got? A truck. Yeah, that's on the to-do list as well. Uh, I got, I've got a buddy of mine, you know, helping me suss those out. He knows he knows used vehicles far better than I do. So we're 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 doing some shuffling. Yes. We're gonna make you a Northwesterner sooner than later. Just don't get me into plaid, you know, or flannel. Nothing against it. It's just very warm. I'm a warm body soul. I don't need flannel. Bro, you need wicking. Guys like you, I need to wick. I don't need flannel. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only, until I get the AC down to about 62, I'm still sweating. Like, I don't need flannel. <laughs> I'm a hot soul, bro. I don't know if I'm burning from the inside, but yeah. I'm a hot soul. The last thing I need is flannel. Yeah, you were you were not on the uh, the media hunt I was on many years ago, but we were up. I was I was on a trip, and we were up in uh, where were we? We were in Saskatchewan. And I got—I was the last guy in. Just my flights got a little delayed, so I get to camp, and almost everybody's in bed already. And right, 
a camo uh, one a camo sponsor that we we all know uh was on the trip and he left a note like hey skipper your stuff's in your room just come out in the morning you know just wear what you want in the morning we don't we don't care so cool so in the morning i get up and i'm just in like gym shorts and a t-shirt and i go get a cup of coffee and i stand outside for a few minutes like all right like gauging the temperature right go and get what dressed. time of year what time of year is this is this uh, like- it was october it wasn't too too bad Okay, so Saskatchewan in October, it could be snowing or it could be like fifty. So it's we, mild. We were probably about we were probably about forty. Okay, okay. So that's you know, still hot for you. Yeah, I put on the stuff I feel I need. You know, like go out right. in the field and I go get loaded with my, grab my stuff, dive into the truck. It's zero dark thirty. Everyone's still tired. We get out there, put the decoys out, get in the blind. It's pitch black, right? We're sitting in the blind. So the sun starts to come up, and you can start to see a little bit. And the the guy from the camel company looks down the the a-frame and he goes skipper what are you doing so what do you mean he goes you're only wearing the base layers <laughs> oh that's all i needed yeah and i said man it's, it's hot out he goes it's 40 i said i know right <laughs> i know it's hot <laughs> hey come on like you hey hot bodies weren't you, you know you just burn you're just constantly burning so well yeah. tim tim lesser is you know he every anytime i've been out uh anywhere with, with him in the winter always chuckles that literally no matter the temperature the first thing i do is roll up my sleeves like it could be five below and i'm like i get these sleeves up it's warm <laughs> well he's got like zero right now I have he's got <laughs> zero body fat right <laughs> he's he's a jerk right and all of us are packing way more insulation so yeah so he needs layers i don't need layers so we're good we're good there Oh my no, God. yeah. So yeah, I'm uh I that's the only thing I can't I can't embrace the Pacific Northwest flannel because it, we would have to be like sub subarctic for me to even think about putting it on. I'm with I'm with you on that. I need real light hoodies and stuff like that. And just as long as I'm waterproofed when the rain starts, I'm good. So so and the dog's coming. Up. So river's coming. I'm excited. Uh we'll have to get updates when you when you get her. Uh and then that's that's freaking killer oh my god yeah, you're... we'll get her involved in the final approach program goldens are very photogenic your your viewers will love this one 100 100 percent. i can't wait so i can't wait to see river awesome all right so if folks want to check anything out it's loophole.com uh go check out the social pages you know you guys are are very active on the social side uh there's lots of stuff uh, I know we're always involved doing something, whether it's giveaways or social stuff or keeping people, you know, you know, involved in the content we're putting out so people can go there and check you guys out. They could go over to FABrand.com, check out our stuff. If you're in if you're in Canada, it's FABrand.ca. You go to the YouTube channel for Final Approach and you can go see the Last Pass web series, which Leupold is a partner on that. So you can go in and check all the stuff and see the eyewear and see the optics and see all the stuff we use and, and abuse and, and how much, you know, we get out of it. So uh, definitely do that. I appreciate you, buddy. Big time. It's always great talking to you. We need to hang out more. We do only live about nine minutes apart door to door. I know. And we're on a zoom call. It's like nuts. I know it's like, you know, it's like, doesn't get any busier right now for me and everything else going on kids and the whole deal. So it's absolutely nuts. But well, I am excited we'll see a about lot more this this fall, both for some bird hunting and while we get we get start getting river trained up. Absolutely, we're gonna get on that dog as soon as you get her. So I'm pumped. Awesome. All right, that's the FA podcast for today. Big shout out to Skipper from Loophole, and same with uh, all the guys at Federal Ammunition and Weatherby Firearms. 
and everybody at Rogers Sporting Goods where you can buy all that stuff. And uh, Tyler up in Saskatchewan at Sask Goose Company. That is the FA podcast for today. Appreciate it.